Greetings and salutations to you all. This is DD Moonflyer. Welcome to Twilight Tonic, your weekly voyage to points distant and parts unknown. We'll discuss all things paranormal, spiritual, weird, and wonderful. So if you're ready, grab your favorite tonic, your best comfy chair, and let's begin. Not on Twilight Tonic, I have an amazing guest, and you're going to find him fascinating like I do right now. Let me tell you, he's an explorer, he's an experiencer, and he's a UFO investigator, and he's based in Washington State, one of the most beautiful states in the United States. Let me tell you, you need to check out his Facebook page, Lee Strauss. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for allowing me to come on your show. Thank you for being here. And Lee, you know what? You need to start at the beginning. Why UFOs? What has sparked your interest in this whole genre of experiencers, UFOs, communication, Mm -hmm. and trying to find proof that they're there and they're common and nobody should be afraid to come out? Yeah. Um, well, it didn't always start out. I mean, when it started, it wasn't that way at all. It was uh, mm. quite terrifying. But my my parents, my mother's had a couple experiences with seeing craft and same with my father. And then my grandfather has uh, had some experiences as well. He was a chief engineer for Boeing, just, just you know, as a matter of fact. And uh, this this the experiences for me really didn't start until... Um, I moved into my grandparents' house when my I, I inherited the home. It wow. just so happened it was right across from Maury Island, if you've ever heard of the Maury Island incident. Can you tell my listeners what that is? Okay, so, boy, you know, I've got some dates written down. I'll pull those up real quick. But the Maury Island incident happened in uh, on June 21st, uh, 1947. That was... Uh, a couple days before uh, Kenneth Arnold saw the UFOs skipping right. over um, by Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. Um, so this incident happened uh, at Maury Island. There was a couple craft that came out of the water. One was having trouble and dropping a bunch of slag out of the bottom of it. They were kind of donut shaped craft. Mm-hmm. And they went over the boat where these people were at Um some of the slag killed the dog, fell out of the craft and, and hit the dog, killed the dog and injured the the son, uh, broke his shoulder, actually. And then uh, the other craft surrounded uh, the one that was having trouble. And then they kind of just all flew off. But um, that 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 pretty much uh, the gist, uh, the gist of that, uh, that sighting. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm upset about yeah, the dog but, personally, but yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the house I inherited was across is across the bay from where that incident took place. Um, so what had happened was I woke up one morning and we have uh we have French doors on our patio into our bedroom, and so mm-hmm. those were wide open. We were cold and wondered why it was so cold in there and you know we lock these doors at night we don't allow you know them to just free rain we've got there's critters in the yard we have you know like possums and raccoons and you know neighbors dogs and whatnot we don't let those coming in the house at all so we make sure that that door is locked right. all the time if it's unlocked then the wind can come in and, and blow it open and, and you know from from the water coming or the wind coming off the sound so um we always make sure that that door is closed and locked one morning it was open a couple nights later i woke up and i wasn't in my bed mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah. So I was just somewhere where it was completely black and I could tell that I was laying face down um, just the way my body felt. Not only that, I could see myself on this table like thing. Um, There was a cone of light that shone down over the over my body and over this table, but I couldn't see anything around the peripheral of it. It was just completely black. Um, At that time, I could tell that there was somebody or something off to my right. There was a presence there off to my right. Um, And all of a sudden from the ceiling, there was this tube-like structure that came down. It had a bunch of small tubes on it connected, kind of like that that scene from... um, uh, Superman, where he's in that ice castle thing and those mm-hmm. things that are coming up. But this was actually coming out of the ceiling and it was all kind of like one structure with a bunch of different sizes and, and some were lower and, and whatnot. And this thing started coming down towards my body that was lying on the table. And I'm petrified with fear at, at yeah, that point in time. Yeah, as being seeing seeing my body there, but also being able to feel that I was on that table. So there was some sort of a connection between me, you know, not in my physical body and my physical body. And this, the lowest tube in that cluster of tubes, all of a sudden a needle started to come out from the, from it and and go, you know, straight down. And I was, when I saw that happen, I was in complete and utter fear uh, fear like I've never felt before in my entire life. And I was in such fear that I had drool. There was drool coming out of my mouth and, you know, onto the floor from, from where my body was. And I was trying to move and, and I was shaking and I was making, trying to make noise and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, just riddled with, racked with fear. And that then that needle pierced the back of my neck. And I'll tell you, it was the worst pain I had ever felt ever. Um, and it went like maybe two vertebrae down, uh, on my neck and, and pierced into my neck into mm-hmm. the, uh, I think into my spinal column. And as soon as that had happened and, you know, with that immense pain, then it was like, all of a sudden I was held by the hand of God. Uh, I've never felt love like that ever in my entire life. Um, I don't think a person in their in a, in a human body could feel that kind of love. Uh, it's so immense and overwhelming and and so encompassing that you know we I I don't think that we could, we're we're capable of feeling like that you know um, yeah. in, in our in our bodies. Um, and then all of a sudden, there was just nothing. I was waking up in my bed with that love feeling you know, going away. Um, mm-hmm. But the pain in my neck was there. Just, you know, it hurt really bad. And so I reached back behind there and I felt like this wet mucusy substance uh, with like these, the hardened, you know, like, uh, like sleep that's in your eye, you know, but yeah. it was like in the back of my neck too. And, you know, you could feel it gritty in in my fingers, like it was kind of dry, but still, you know, there was wet. And at that point, I I freaked out and I I woke up my my ex-wife, my wife at the time. And I said, hey, this is what just happened to me, you know, and and I was just losing it. Um, And she's like, well, there has to be another uh, explanation. So let me see the back of your neck. And I show it to her and she's like, well, that looks like a spider bite or something, something, you know, and I'm like, you know, trying to tell her what was the needle. (laughs) (laughs) You're like that hurt. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) real bad. You know, it hurt. Um, In fact, it hurt most of the day at work. But um, anyway, she's like, no, there's got to be another explanation for that. You know, you you scraped yourself, something hit you, you know, whatever. And by that time, of course, all that stuff that I had on my fingers was already, you know, discarded on the blanket and, you know, what, whatever. Um, well, now I think back, I should have kept it, you know, <laughs> if I would have um, put that in the container, you know. You just, uh, that, you just don't want to do that at the time. It's just, it's no, horrifying. 
Yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> and I, I didn't have the thought like anything else, but, you know, it was just terror. And then obviously with the lovey feeling that was leaving, but. You know, um, it's weirdly. Yeah. This happened to you, but your spouse was out the entire time. That's so common. Yeah. Animals don't wake up. Spouses don't wake up. Yeah. Now she, she didn't ever in, in, you know, further incidences she had, she never did wake up. Um, But uh, so I needed to find help. I mean, that was my next logical step. I, okay. This has happened to me. I I don't know. I, I don't have an explanation. This stuff isn't real. You know, this stuff doesn't, you know, people talk about, possibly have happening to you, but I don't believe it. But this, whatever this was happened, you know, I'm I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I go to church, you know, all this, this, this stuff, you know, I was told, you know, all my life that this stuff wasn't real, you know, other than what my parents had seen craft once in a while, you know, or whatever, but abduction stuff isn't real, right. you know, school tells you that stuff's not real. You know, the government tells you that stuff's not real. Religion tells you that stuff's not real. You know, it's just all of, you know, everybody in society tells you that's not real. Right. Just happened to me. So how, what, what, you know, what happened? And then um, after that, so like I said, I was looking for help, Um, looking for therapists or what, what have you. I dealt with that for probably two to three years you know, just trying to find somebody to, to help. And then all of a sudden I came across what's called SUFON, Seattle UFO Network. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'll contact these people. I'll go to one of their meetups and, you know, or whatever. And they actually told me to get in touch with this contactee group. And I'm like, really? Okay, well, you know, let's do that. And so they sent me there. And so I had my first meeting with them and there's, I was hoping they would tell me that, no, you know, the stuff that you experience is not what it's like to get abducted. You know, the, you know <laughs> you're wrong. You, you yep. know, that's whatever. <laughs> and that's what I was hoping for. But it wasn't that way. They were aff- affirming everything that I was telling them. And, you know, and my heart's pounding out of my chest as they're saying, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah, this stuff is real. You know, this the things you experienced have happened to other people. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. It was a dream. It's <laughs> A dream, you know, just whatever. And um, so that was really difficult for me to hear. And I remember leaving that group session terrified, just absolutely terrified. Um, but they got they had me get in touch with uh Dr. Janet Coley, and I contacted her and set up um, she's a therapist, and set up a meeting with her two weeks later. So I had two weeks of terror. <laughs> nobody know, could blame you <laughs> yeah you know and, and that whole fight with inside my own mind with the fact that this stuff it, it happened to me but my religion tells me it doesn't happen society tells you it doesn't happen society tells me it doesn't happen so it's a it's it tore me apart you know not knowing what to believe right, right. um and when I went to my first session with Dr. Janet Coley and I and I walked away from that, it was even worse for me. It became to the point where I started thinking about suicide and, and doing things harm to myself. That, so I wouldn't have to experience any of this. And so I wouldn't have to come up with answers for myself on what had happened and why it happened and all of that. Um, yeah, it, it was very, very difficult time for me. Um, even at work, it was extremely difficult to concentrate at work at, at, the, at during that time. At my during, my, yeah, you want to say something? You know, when I listen to experiencers, um, they say the same exact thing that you are relaying now. It's like a waking nightmare mm-hmm. because actually, you are being abducted and experimented on. Yeah. Exactly. You're being taken, you know, at, at my thought at during that time was against my will. Yeah. I'm being taken out of my room against my will. And I have no control. I have no control whatsoever. None. Yeah. 
Um, and and you, you, it's really hard to grapple with that. It's an intruder. Um, yeah. It, it, it's not like somebody came and stole your car. No, <laughs> no. You, you know. We know it's, what we could do with those people, but. <laughs> yeah, it's on a whole, it's on a whole different level. There's, you, you really don't have any way to describe not having control of yourself. Yeah, you have you no know. way to defend yourself, right? Exactly. None. There's no way. No telling um, when they're coming, but clues. At that time. Yeah, clues, at, maybe. Yeah, at, at that time, right. Um, however, later, I, there was some indicators. But um, so I went and saw her for the second time, and that started getting into, into things. Um, and she started to make me feel. And then another session, another session, about four sessions. And I really started to relax. I will remember this until my dying day. When I was in my room, she brought me back with EMDR. Mm-hmm. And she she put me, placed me back in my room when they came into the room. And there was this amorphous blob. And, you know, I've drawn uh, pictures of, of all this stuff that has happened to me. I Closet. And it was kind of just moving like this, you know, it was kind of a, a gray brownish color and it was just undulating like water would you know but it was like mm-hmm. on a it was vertical and all of a sudden this hand comes through a hand with four digits you know not they're missing not a one normal <laughs> they're missing not one yeah that the thumb is back a little further and they're the fingers are long you know really long um and their 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 thumb comes up alongside the fingers, um, but anyway, yeah, that hand came through that, and I'm and I'm terrified, you know, in 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 the session with my therapist, I'm like, oh no, you know, right. it's coming through, and it took her a little while while um, with EMDR before the whole being came out of that amorphous blob, and once I saw the face, I just lost it. I jumped out of that out of the uh off the off the couch that i was on you know when we were doing the session uh completely terrified when, once the head came through that blob you know that whatever doorway or whatever right. whatever you want to what they use to transport themselves through was it was it the taller ones with the more expression no no, no. No, it was it was one of the smaller grays um and it ended up being three of them that came through uh, okay. to my bedside Oh, yeah. It always uh, when she regressed me back um, using the EMDR, there was always three that came. Um, So, uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, so when when that happened. They they took me to to a craft, basically. Um, I was out in the yard and, you know, up into the craft. And the one of the really strange things um, that happened when when I was getting on the craft, I, I actually got sick. Um, in EMDR, I, I got to experience like feeling sick, uh, like to the point where I was going to get right. sick and throw up. Um, it smelled like vinegar and ammonia. Their their skin. The craft they smell like vinegar and ammonia i've heard together. that several times and it's kind of a you know once you're being pulled up into their craft and you're disoriented and then smelling that i got sick on the craft at that point in time and i you know lost my my stomach basically and they it, they communicated to me that we're we don't have control of our faculties <laughs> <laughs> like they do. They don't have control of their faculties. <laughs> well, I, I've heard it described like cat urine, a really strong cat urine smell. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But worse. That's. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have my own ideas to why that is that they smell that way. But, I. But. Mm, I. well we can go into that later on but um yeah so you know with with therapy going through my experiences as a child at my grandparents house you know when i was a kid i thought there was just some friendly ghosts you know and this was back in eastern washington Mm -hmm. in winthrop washington 
that that would show up every once in a while when I'd go visit my grandma grandmother for the summer. You know, there was three of them. There was one on the deck. There was one in in inside the house next to, the, and then there was one that was standing kind of in and in and out of the porthole, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were always friendly. It seemed to me, you know, as as a child, that it was always you know, okay, some kind of playtime, and then I wouldn't remember, you know. Sure. Man, uh, I was cool with that or whatever. I uh, didn't think much of it. Just you know, there was some ghosts. I think I might have told my mom one time that there was some friendly ghosts or whatever or around or whatever. But I think I was about eight years old when that experience happened. Um, when when. I got regressed and, and that experience happened. I went through it. Um, you, you've heard of, of you know, um, uh, when they take samples of, of poop, you know, people sure. call it being being probed or whatever. Yeah. But I, I actually got to find out why that's done. And, and you know, when whenever we put like dryer shoots, you know, on our clothes or deodorant on or perfume on, Anything that we put on our bodies, uh, eventually in our bodies and on our bodies, eventually will go out through the bowel. So they explained to me in the way that they explain things, um, which isn't with speech, um, that all this stuff goes through the bowel and they're trying to understand what affects the human body and the environment that we live in, you know, and what right. we're putting in our bodies. So all of that stuff that just filters out and, and that's why they do that. And, it kind of upsets me when when people say, "Oh, did you get probed?" You know, no. well, well, there's a there's a science behind it, and uh, they they know what they're doing or whatever. But uh, yeah, it just always bugged me, always has. So, you um, know, when they did the thing on the back of your neck, what do you think the purpose of that was? Did they ever relay uh, that to you? It was either I don't know the purpose. Uh, you know, I'd love to go back and do another session with her and find out. Mm-hmm. It's either they put something in or they took something out. Okay. I would like to think that they took something out. There was a couple times when I was young where I had Bell's palsy. Uh-huh. And um, the doctors think that that could be like some sort of virus in the spinal fluid. So maybe they helped me in some way so that I wouldn't capture or wouldn't get it again. That makes sense. I've heard other people say stuff like that. Yeah. Where they had something and then they didn't have it all of a sudden. Yeah. I've had, I've had migraines since I was a child. I'm very sensitive to light, um, which, you know, from what I understand is also common with abductees, Mm -hmm. but yes, uh, it is. um, Anyway, (laughs) the buzzing in the ear, Mm -hmm. I still, Mm -hmm. I still this sidetrack just a little bit. I still wake up sometimes and I have blood on my um, pillow, and like, you know, dried blood in my ear for what reason unknown, you know, I don't remember. But so. Yeah, so I went through that that experience as a child and there was other experiences throughout my life, but there was one in particular. Um, Probably about five years after this, you know, after the realization that I was being taken. Uh, I I told them that I wanted to be awake when they came and got me. I wanted to have an, an interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brave man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, you know, one night and then I went to sleep and I could tell that there was something standing beside the bed. Um, so I turned over and sure enough, when I turned over, I could see the black eyes and it was about this far away from my face. And I was staring into those black eyes and I was like, you know, I'll just freak out right, right. away. But then it was like, okay, I wanted this. Right. So the thought came real quick. I wanted this and I, and I want to talk to you. And it was like, what they were telling me was, no, we're, we have to have complete control of you. So we're not going to allow you to be awake because, you know, I could hurt them. That's their fear. That's why they come in threes. It's kind right. of the understanding that I have. Um, they don't want me, they don't want to get hurt or whatever. So they, they numbed me from my feet all the way up. Um, 
it happened in about two to three seconds where I could feel everything going numb. And then that feeling got to where my eyes were, I totally blacked out and I was out. So, um, yeah, I was taking that time too, obviously, but, uh, you know, I don't know from that point where, where it has gone, uh, for me, I don't remember being taken since then. I've had things happen to me where I start feeling funny, the the weird vibration that they mm-hmm. give off. I can start to feel that sometimes, but then I don't know, you know, right. no no memories of of it actually actually happening. Um yeah. I, I think it's really weird because I've talked to abductees and often they'll tell me they get that feeling, the buzzing in the mm-hmm. ears. They feel like they need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the sleep paralysis, which you also described, mm-hmm. and the deep sleep all of a sudden for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you exp- you are still experiencing that stuff, but you're just not having the memories. Maybe you think that. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and now you know it's it's turned into a whole different thing for me now now i'm going out places right and it started it started oddly um it started where i would go out and you know bring a camera that a friend gave me and 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 just film the night sky right and and sometimes i would capture some some funny colored lights that would move around and 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 whatnot but it was Sometimes it felt like I was being called to certain locations to right. do this. Um, and I started gathering more gear, more and more gear. Yeah. My whole thought behind that is, is if I can get enough evidence, whether it be on film or, you know, movies, you know, pictures, uh, in different in other different instruments that I've picked up over the years, if I can get enough of that evidence, you know, maybe I can dispel the stigma around this. And and then other experiencers would be uh, freer to talk and, and happier to talk about their stuff and the things they went through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fantastic to me when I meet someone and they say, Hey, I had this experience and, things line up you know what i mean yeah uh, like the doorways their doorways aren't square they've got an oval at the top and i heard somebody say that i'm like yeah you know <laughs> like, yeah you know so there's these commonalities in other people's stories and and it's so refreshing to hear somebody have common uh common things in in their story you know that that i have in mind um and, and that's that's awesome for yeah. for us experience. It's it's validation. It's it's you know I'm not crazy. This stuff is really happening to me. Um, yeah, I mean the physical evidence is there too. So yeah, and I hear I hear people say when they've been abducted as children, it's a very friendly encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, they see, for instance, puppets are something else that children love and they can relate to. And it starts out to be very friendly. And as you get older, it changes a little bit. It's more fear-based at that point, because I think as an adult mind, you're like, wait, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're being Uh -uh. taken beyond your control. Right. I mean, that's when you're a child, it's like, yeah, let's go play, you know, sort of, you know, mindset and attitude and, did they ever show you anything pertaining to the earth? So there was one experience I had where I was on a craft with a bunch of other people. There was other people who were all circling this. It looked like a window or a hole in the floor of the craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the planet was down below. Earth was down below. I remember this distinctively. There was a guy with pajamas on with like 1950s cars mm-hmm. all over and it's just something that has stuck in my mind like it's unshakable because they were cool (laughs) yeah i don't know why i just for some reason i fixated on his pajamas but um yeah looking down at the earth and 
the understanding like it's it's has its own soul mm-hmm. that was the message that we were getting and when they communicate yeah when they communicate with me it's not verbal it's like they're using my five senses to communicate with mm-hmm. me so it's a total understanding of what they're trying to get across right with the right. sense of touch sense of smell and uh, sight and 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 hearing i mean it's a it's all encompassing for me when they're when they're communicating with me um and and they were saying that you know it's like a living being and and all these people were just looking down at, at earth and there was a a, a type of guy, a type of alien that I hadn't seen before. He had uh, really shriveled up, like a Sharpay kind of shriveled up uh-huh. face, and and he had this high collar, like this high, like nineteen fifties vampire collar. That's thing interesting. On and then he, the I remember what he was wearing some the coat that had like this these two lines that went down the center, uh-huh. and I don't know it was some sort of you know, slit to be able to take it off or whatever. But I remember that distinctively too. Um, yeah. Scrunchy, scrunchy face. Like if you, if you peeled an apple and, and sat it up to dry, you know, how it yeah, like the kitchen witches they made in the, exactly. I just showed exactly. my Gen X side, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what they looked like. It was uh, very distinct. I've never seen that type sense um and the guy that's usually on the craft is is like a gray the one that usually greets me is like a taller gray he's not the same as the ones that come and get me from my understanding they're the ones that have a little bit more of an expression yeah they've got he has he actually has pupils yeah that's what i've heard blue big blue um eyes you know um with white around you know uh, so, yeah, that that was interesting, too. There's a lot of things, you know, when I was going through therapy that I clued in on, like like they have a liquid that they put in their eyes and that makes their eyes black. But they do that before they go um, to ground, I guess, is the best way to, to put it before they craft. Yeah. It, it, and then later they can just they just peel it out. They just peel it, peel it off. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if that, if there's, you know, something in our air or whatever that affects their eyes or, or they just do it because, you know, they're, they're out, could be out in the sunlight or they are at, you know, out in the dark and they can see better with it. I, I don't know what the purpose of it is, but. I hear so much about the grays, obviously. Um, and it's really interesting. I've heard one theory is too, they're like worker bees. Yes. And they do yes. what they're told and their their suits, what they're wearing is a suit. Mm-hmm. And people have actually seen their skin in a pile. And I found that interesting, too. I've heard that from a couple of people. I have never seen their skin in a pile. What I understand, and, 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 and believe me, this is because of, you know, the EMDR that I went through Mm -hmm. what I understand is that there's different types of grays. Uh, A lot of them are worker bees, but they're mixed with the DNA of their captors or their controllers. So if, if it's like a reptilian, um, then their grays are mixed with their DNA. The ones that the, the, as far as the guys that came and got me, their DNA is mixed with uh, the other grays, the taller grays. So that's what that's what I know about that. Uh, that that came through. Did they ever relay anything to you of their species? Like I've heard the reptilians can be very nasty. So. Negative, dark, yucky feeling. Yes, I I, I haven't. I just got that feeling from from my my grace i don't know anything about i've never been around a reptilian so 
I can only say that, you know, the feeling that they gave me about that species is bad, dark, yucky, nasty, you know. Yeah. Uh, not pure, just, yeah, that's, it's not. I concur with that belief altogether. <laughs> they freak yeah. me out. Those really freak me out. <laughs> right, right. Did you have any encounters with hybrids? You know, you hear about, particularly women, you hear about them meeting children that are hybrids. Did you ever encounter that? Well, this kind of gets into some stuff where I don't want to necessarily share some stuff about my kids. So I don't. Uh, okay, understood. Go into that. Yeah. I always um, find that interesting for some reason because I've talked to a lot of women abductees and it's quite mm -hmm. frightening. Mm -hmm. It's very frightening. Did you, did your psychic abilities blossom after realize, realizing this? You know, often you have abductees, they're gifted in mediumship. They're gifted in seeing things that they normally don't. Their psychic abilities, that gland must open up for them. Have you experienced these things? I have. I have, yes. Um, and it comes on when you least expect it, too. It's not something that you can call upon. Right. Uh, it, it, it happens when you least expect it. it out of the blue. Um, you'll know. You'll know stuff that you shouldn't. No, or you know, um, yeah, it, it happens a lot, and I think a lot of what the grays are, you know, they got this odd vibration when they come in. Um, it's not the same as like our bodies, you know, vibrate at the Schumann resonance, which is the, the frequency of our earth as well, mm -hmm. and every living things on our earth, yeah. Uh, their vibration is different and you can feel it. Yeah. No. Uh, the fact that I can go to sleep anywhere, right? I could sit back in this chair right now and I could be out. I mean, I have no problem falling asleep. And I think that's due to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could just <laughs> at work, you know, if I sit down at the, at the lunch table, I can be out, in, you know, less than a minute, no problem. Uh, but with the psychic stuff, it's like I noticed that I've always had an ability um, and it just comes out of nowhere. It's like I can go in and, you know, somebody will say something and then I'll finish their sentence. Sure. Uh, yeah. What they're thinking about. And then I'll, you know, before they even say anything, I'll say, well, you know, such, you know, this, this that. <laughs> You know, you know, it's just not only that, but like knowing when there's uh, ghosts around too, like and 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 those sorts of things you can sense as well. You know, um, so yes, there there are some other heightened abilities. And I often wonder, like people that are experiencers, if all of the testing and being around their vibration opens that up in their brain. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Like, maybe that's part of it, you know, um, just because of the communication that they have with you. I think they have to open up certain things for you. Right. And doing that probably allows you to experience another part of reality. Which would make sense because obviously their vibrations are different because if you could feel them coming or near you. Humans, obviously, when you're standing next to a person, you could feel them, but we kind of right. resonate where we can recognize that. It's kind of like that flight theory, you know, you get scared. You Yep, the fight or flight. Yeah, you, you run, right? Right, exactly. And I mean, exactly. if a vibration is that different from ours, well, of course, we're going to have that feeling. Right. And I have a odd feeling, do they love our planet? Are they fascinated by our planet and are they fascinated by our ability i don't know it's a shot in the dark but our ability that we have a soul they they have souls too i'll tell you um 
Yeah, I, I got to see that. I on board one time, um, and the guy that's usually there mm-hmm. with you know show up on on board. I asked, and this happened in therapy. I asked in therapy this question to the gray. Um, I said, "What are we? What are we really?" You know, that's right. what I was. I wanted to know what we are. You know as a species and what he did is he held his hands like at his chest like this and this blue ball with a white center formed between his hands and he said we're all this basically and that's what a soul he communicated that's what a soul is we all have a soul not only do we all have a soul we're all connected Uh. we're all Throughout the universe, every living being, every living thing is connected. Um, We all have a soul, you know, separately, but we're connected through, uh, we'll just call it God. Sure. We're all, we're we're all part of the same thing. Interesting. And, And I, that was the most, that was a very amazing realization for me. And, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, you can uh, affect something else and that affects something else and that affects something else and on and on down the chain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that we're all connected. We're all the same, you know, when you get right back to the heart of it. So do you feel that they're worried about our planet? Or is um, that just something yeah, people are saying? I I think that they are uh, on a larger thing, like everything, you know, is connected. The the planet, it's like they said it was a living being, like it has its own soul. So in effect, we could affect it, you know, and affecting it affects us, which affects right. that, which affects everything, everything. It's like a chain reaction. Exactly, exactly. Do you yep. feel that some of the stuff they were doing to you was out of kindness or was it more to learn about our species? What was conveyed to me is the reason, one of the reasons that they take people is that they lost something of their, themselves that they and, and they don't have it anymore. And I don't know if it's something that they had done, you know, thousands of years ago or whatever, but they they want to have some of what we have in 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 their in their populace. So they want they want the ability to create art and 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 music. And there's part of them that is missing that they want uh, from us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gives me something to think about, actually. I wonder, because you're artistic, you're a builder. Yeah, yeah, I'm very artistic. <laughs> so I, I wonder, you know, how many people were artists, dancers, musicians, mm-hmm. art like art. I wonder how many are out there. That are abductees, that are abductees. probably. I would say the mass majority. Mm-hmm. That would make sense to me because the arts to us are extremely important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, for some reason they don't seem to have that ability. Is for, is the information that I uh, gleaned from them? They're missing that joy or that spiritual connection. Well, just that part of themselves yeah. or part that they're trying to gain. Because I I don't know about you, like when I. When you do art, I'm sure you feel the same way. I was a professional dancer for 30 years. When mm-hmm. I danced, mm-hmm. I felt very connected to the higher power. Ah. ah. You know, when, when you do that, that's almost like a meditation state. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you, it's a, such a beautiful craft. Mm-hmm. And you feel so connected to the planet, the earth, the above, the everything. And right. if you don't have that in a species, I think it would be depressing. Yeah. Heartbreaking. I, I, well, it would be if you 
had had experienced it and then lost it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be petrifying to me not to even have right. that memory of moving like that or hearing the music like that. Exactly. Exactly. So like we were getting into, though, you know, now my my whole thought is, well, I need to gather the evidence to show people that, you know, they're really here. So, you know, I invested a lot of money, hard earned money into my craft and <laughs> spent years uh, with with camera gear. My grandfather was loved to take photos. So I learned from him and my father on um, how to set up a camera, you know, and, and how to take good photos. And, you know, that turned into what I do now. Right. Uh, and I have a lot of different camera equipment and I'm always on the lookout for new things, not just camera gear, but other pieces of, of equipment to help me in my search for, uh, you know, I would call it the truth, but it's, it's the truth for other people, right? something for somebody else so, so that I can, you know, help dispel the stigma around uh, UFOs and whatnot. You go out and you film them. And from my understanding that they will communicate with you now when you ask them to, is that correct? That is correct. Exactly. Uh, there's, you know, I've got one video. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I've watched your videos. <laughs> okay. So there, there's one that's pretty hilarious because I'm on the phone with my buddy while this is all going on. And I'm, I'm laughing hysterically. Because I asked this object in the sky that came from up behind Mount Baker, you know, I said, hey, you know, if you're a craft, flash for me. So then I go, you know, and then it keeps going. And then I said, okay, can you do that again for me? And then it does it again, right? And I'm laughing hysterically while this was going on um, because you know, I'm getting a reaction from them and obviously they're getting a reaction from me. Um, I don't know how that communication works other than, you know, if you think, you know, telepathy or, or you know, that that's nonlinear. That happens right now. And, you know, time and space don't make a difference when you're, you know, communicating in that way. So I ask it one more time. I said, before you go out of the screen, Go ahead and give me another flash. And then it does a big one, just a big burst, you know, and away it goes. Now, Lee, have you had any communication with the government or have they tried to contact you, bother you in any way? They have not. No, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm a nobody, you know, I think, um, just doing my own thing. I don't, I'm not here to, you know, cause any problems or whatever. I just want to, to show people that I'm not crazy by the evidence that I gathered or I'm gathering, you know, um, a lot, you know, going out as many times as I can to, to gather stuff right now. I have about a 75 to 80% uh, catch rate. As long as I have a clear sky, I usually get stuff, but I have had a couple times where it's been cloudy and one's come out of the clouds and down below and then back up into the clouds again. So. I think that'd be exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think because because you can see the stars so clearly where I'm at, you can see the Big Dipper once in a while. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's really odd, too. It's like for some reason, I always set up my camera gear in uh-huh. a good spot because that's where I end up catching the most activity. I guess I've tried putting cameras behind me and don't catch a whole lot, you know, Sure. but you know, for some reason I know that well, my camera should be facing this direction. So uh, I've been lucky and maybe that's part of that communication thing. And then they, sometimes they play games. <laughs> well, of course like they, they do. Have, <laughs> yeah. They have some sort of a dry sense of humor sometimes. Um, which, you know, which we find humorous, uh, myself and, and Andrew and then my buddy from Arizona, Tom, because he's he's an experiencer. And he, he just loves this stuff, too, that sometimes it's like, OK, I'm, I'm filming the mountain with with my thermal camera. Uh-huh. Right. 
a very expensive thermal camera. And nothing at all will come up. Well, before I started, I pushed record, I took a picture of the screen with, with my cell phone. I just took a picture of this, the screen. And of course, they're in that shot, that one single shot, but not in the rest of the night, you know, filming the mountain. You know, it's stuff like that. They they do this weird stuff sometimes to just to mess with you. you know? Of course. <laughs> just, um, I had another time. I don't know if you know who Dave Mason is, but he it was with familiar with us. Um, he's been in a couple of shows, but uh, he was with us when I was part of the UFO I team uh-huh. and uh, we were at Baker Lake once he's got two of these big batteries for truck, truck batteries that power his equipment, you know, and all of a sudden this alarm starts going off. We're hearing this buzzing and we're like, what the heck's going on? And Dave looks down and he says, you know what? They just killed my batteries. You know, my batteries are dead. <laughs> right. And here it comes on my screen, on my camera. All of a sudden, you see this object appear in my screen on the left side, and it flashes, right? Right. And it goes all across the screen, gets to the other side right before it goes out of the screen, and flashes again, and then is gone. My battery dropped 50%. His died, or he would have got it, but my camera got it. <laughs> so, What is up with their know. energy draining? Yeah, yeah, and not only that, it's like they pick the people they want to get footage. They'll and they'll mess, they'll mess with your stuff. They they do strange stuff with my cell phone, uh, uh, which I've got here in front of me. Um, one time at uh, we always go to mountains when we do this. This is where we feel that we have the the most activity. Mm-hmm. Mount Baker and Mount Adams here in Washington State. But in at Mount Adams, we went to Takalak Lake, and that was one of the nights that we felt like they were around. And my phone all of a sudden starts going through its directory of, of people, lists, and, and that. And then it goes over to Amazon, you know. Uh, <laughs> they're going to buy something. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to buy something. But there's no signal out there. There's, it's, there's no internet. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no... Uh, cellular signal, there's nothing out there. So I don't know why my phone is doing all this stuff. But right after that, it was like, here they come straight over the, you know, over the mountain, right down, right down over the highest peak of of um, Mount Adams. And wow. We ca- captured on phone, you know, and it was actually three craft, one larger craft and then two smaller ones. Um, and they were all moving in tandem. <laughs> I always find it really interesting because because you hear of them breaking off and coming together and doing almost like a night mm-hmm. sky ballet. Yeah, I've I've never seen the night sky ballet. I've I've seen I've captured some in if you're talking yeah like the ballet thing. I have captured a photo um, when I had set up for a time lapse session. Uh-huh. Um, on the Milky Way, they came in and did what you would say was like a little ballet thing. And of course, it's way up in the sky, but you can see the trail of it, you know, how it uh-huh. looped around. And then it stopped where it had stopped was right over Vega, the the sun Vega, um, the star Vega. That's where it ended its little ballet. So I was always thought, well, maybe that's, you know, maybe... Those guys are from, you know, around Vega. Do you think they are from, I hear several things from people. Some people believe they're interdimensional, that they travel through dimensions. And some people believe that they are from other worlds, outer space. In your hearts of hearts, what do you think? Do you think they do travel dimensionally and they're from another planet? Or do you think they're just interdimensional interdimensional travel? Travelers, talking's hardly. Um, <laughs> um, well, so in my heart of hearts, I believe that they're from other planets. And I believe that they've taken DNA from other planets, from other humanoids mm-hmm. to kind of build themselves a little bit, sure. kind of engineer themselves a little bit. Um, I asked the question. In a ther- in the therapy session, I did ask where they're from. And what they showed me was a spiral of planets going 
like a corkscrew, you know, just off into the distance. But there was these uh, just these different planets. And so it seems to me what they were saying to me at that time was is that from all, all these planets. So, you know, to me, that means that maybe they've taken all these planets and they may be inhabiting lots of different planets currently. That's wow. And yeah, yeah. So you talk about interdimensional. Um, it seems to me, though, that they're possibly can travel interdimensionally. But I, I haven't. The only thing that would make me think that, and I don't know, uh, but the only thing that would make me think that is that they can travel through different substances like if they can travel through water they can travel through air they can travel through space right right so they're they're traveling transmediumly right so if that's possible and i've seen them what looks like they're coming out of the mountain you know mount baker right. or going into mount adams um if they're able to definitely you know travel tr uh through those different solids even uh maybe they can they figured out how to travel you know dimensionally i don't know but that would be i would think would be possible just because of what i've witnessed right mm -hmm. and i wonder you know that as children and stuff they come into the home do you believe that they are coming through an entrance or do you think they just have that technology where they can just walk through so it seems to me like they've got a couple pieces of of, of tech. Uh, one is they created that amorphous blob in my room, you know, that looked right. like water. It was like this brownish gray substance. I think that they can bring you through a solid object using that kind of tech um, where your molecules aren't interfering with the walls molecules and they can just pass you through that way. Um, I think that's pretty much how they do that. But, you know, maybe sim something similar, you know, when they're bringing you up into the craft as well, they're, you know, it's like some sort of a tractor beam or something where they can just right. float you up into, uh, into their craft and then through the bottom of their craft it must be something, something similar. Oh my goodness, you know, it's it's been wonderful talking to you, Lee. And there's so much <laughs> more. Time. I there's so much more. What's so funny, what people don't realize, I started interviewing him. And then as soon as he started talking about his experiences, and this is the second time it's happened on Twilight Tonic, um my my thing just stopped. Yeah, stop recording. My podcasting equipment stopped in my studio, and it's only happened one other time, and it, and it happened at the same time when they started describing their experiences. So mm -hmm. I find it really fascinating, you know, because my equipment never does that, ever. Well, some of my equipment does the same thing, just randomly will shut down, or pieces of it will shut down, and I don't have it, or act up, so... Yeah. I want to have you back because there's so much more I want to discuss with you. I want to talk with you about your Bigfoot experiences as well, up okay. where you live and and more if you're willing to come back on in about four months. I'd love to have you back on, Lee. I would love to be back on your show. That's awesome. And where do people get your information in your YouTube channel? Tell us about that. So so Ander and Lee on the trail, A-N-D-E-R and Lee on the trail, um, Facebook and YouTube. Awesome. And where do they get a hold of you? Uh, just on Facebook. Just on Facebook? You'll find Lee Strauss on Facebook. Yeah. All right, Lee. Thank you so much for coming on and thank you for staying with me. <laughs> no, no problem. We had a good time. Yes. I will talk to you soon and you have a wonderful night, Lee.